come in, come in, come in. There's something on that tonight. Do you know, I literally stood up on the stage and God just gave me that song, uh, the song of the, I literally heard the song of the Father. I literally just stood there and He just gave me that song. And I was like, oh, wow. Now that's His heart. That's not so I can sing a song. That's His heart. Now, and how many of you know that God doesn't say something without the intentionality to following through? That's why He's doing that. And I feel like He wants us to, he wants us to partner with Him in that. How many of you know that that's good? Come on, so good. Wonderful. I just think there's going to be so many amazing testimonies about what happens in the, I think I, even in this season, we're just going to hear so many amazing testimonies of people that got so radically touched by the presence of the Lord. And that's what I want to see. I really, I really, uh, I really do. Um, I used to, I knew a girl, I, I know many girls, but I knew one particular girl that was a leader in a, in a church and she um, was born in a Muslim nation. I'm not going to go too much into this now. Uh, just, just for privacy's sake, but she was born in a Muslim nation. She's a leader in a church in um, Sydney now. I think, believe she's still a leader now. And she had an experience when she was in the nation that she lived in in the Middle East, um, where she had a dream. And in the dream, Jesus appeared to her um, and told her to go and buy a lottery ticket, uh, like a scratch card ticket. And so she woke up in the morning, and she was a, Mu- a devout Muslim. And she woke up in the morning, went down to the store because Jesus had appeared to her to buy a lottery ticket. I know because she's told me the story and she was my oversight in the first church I was in. And she scratched the lottery ticket and she won. She won on the lottery ticket. She literally, I don't know how much she won, but she won a, 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 a significant amount of money. Gave her heart to the Lord on the spot, flew to, ended up flying to Australia and ended up becoming a leader in the church of God. That was that now in the midst, and no one will know who this is watching, I don't think, but in the midst of intense opposition, so much so that her parents took her to court and asked if she could be put into prison for life. So true story. So that's the kind of opposition that she had to go through, but she had met with Jesus. And so never discount one encounter with Jesus and just what it can do. So when we're praying for our family members, pray that they would have an, an encounter with God. He, he's, he's, isn't he amazing? He's so good. It's he's, he's an understatement. Cool. Okay. So I'm just going to go through, uh, I want to go through a couple of things tonight. I actually want to do some ministry if I can, but I want to go through, um, if you could put up Isaiah, oh, it's Eunice, brilliant. Um, can you put up Isaiah chapter 55 for me? Uh, just from verse 8 to 13. We're going to read it together. I'm going to do some ministry as well tonight, but I just want to look at this really quickly. It says this, For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Let's read it together. Nor are my ways, your ways, sorry, my ways, declares the Lord. We can just pause it right there. Nor, um, let's just look at the first one. My thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are my ways your ways. I think a lot of the time we do believe that our ways are the same ways of God, as God. But it says in the book of Proverbs, chapter 3, verse 5, it says, Lean not on your own understanding, but what do what? But trust in the Lord with all your heart. So that actually makes a differentiation between your understanding and trusting in the Lord with all your heart. And then the next verse says, in all your ways, this is a very famous scripture, but in all your ways, acknowledge Him and He will make your path straight. The word acknowledge, there is the word yada. In all your ways, have an intimate knowledge, yada, This is the original Hebrew word. Have an intimate knowledge, yada, of the Lord and He will make your path straight. How exciting is that? And what a beautiful invitation from our God that He says, don't lean on your own understanding. Trust in me and have an intimate knowledge of the way that I'm gonna do things. And guess what's gonna happen? I'm gonna make your path straight. 
And so this is it's just a, such a beautiful promise. But it says this, my, way, my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor my ways your ways, declares the Lord. Let's go first nine together. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Okay, verse 10. For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there without watering the earth and making it bud and sprout and furnishing seed for the sower and bread to the eater, so is my word which goes forth from my mouth. It will not return to me empty without accomplishing what I desire and without succeeding in the matter for which I sent it. Keep going. Let's do 12 as well. For you go out in joy and be led forth with peace and the hills. Come on. People get excited there. They're like, woo. There's a, bit of, there's a bit of joy on that, isn't there? Okay, cool. And the trees of the field will clap their hands. There's a lot of trees in this field tonight. Field of trees. And instead, instead, instead of the thorn bush, the cypress will come up. And instead of the nettle, the myrtle will come. Up, and it will be a memorial to the Lord for an everlasting sign which will not be cut off. And don't you just love that? And I love the fact that God decides to proclaim. Now, I know that it says that we have the mind of Christ in the New Testament talking about our ways are not His ways, that we have access to something called the mind of Christ. Everyone put your hand on your head just for one second. Say, I have the mind of Christ. I promise to start to use it. <laughs> um, but what's really interesting in that, what's really interesting is that God has given us His ways and His wisdom, His understanding, His foreknowledge. It says that He, he does nothing without revealing His secret counsel to the prophets first in Amos uh, chapter 3, verse 7. He all, uh, and I am just get so excited that we are called friends of God. I get so excited that we have access to His ways, we have access to His thoughts, and we have access to, I believe, the master plan or some of the master plan for our lives from Him. And how many of you get excited about that? And some of you guys are like, but I just wanna know a bit of the master plan, you know. Um, but what's so exciting is he says in Jeremiah 29, 11, and this isn't a misdiagnosis for the Scripture, but it could be a tiny bit. Um, but he says, for I know the plans I have for you. And this is not in context, but it says plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. And I know we take that, we Christian, Christianise it and we say, that's the, you know, oh yeah, that's, the, that's my life scripture. And then you go to Bible college and it gets ruined uh, forever. But, but what's really interesting in that is the truth of Jeremiah 29, 11, that is the truth of who the Father is. That's who He is. And those are the thoughts that He thinks towards you. Plans to prosper you and to give you hope in a future. What kind of good God would be thinking, oh my goodness, I'm really struggling thinking good thoughts towards my child here. That's not who God is. God thinks good thoughts, plans to prosper you, plans to give you hope in a future. It says in the book of Philippians chapter one, verse six, it says that He will complete the good work that He started. In the book of Psalm chapter 138, verse eight, it says the Lord will accomplish all that concerns you. What an amazing promise. What an amazing promise. But, there is a but, and the truth is always on the other side of the but. But, but in that, 
God still says that my ways are not your ways. And there, is still, there are still multiple hundreds of Scriptures that talk about what it looks like for us to lean into the ways of God, lean into the movements of heaven, lean into the breaker of God. You know, it's like, like you've all heard this story about the guy that's drowning and he says, God saved me and the ship comes along. And he says, no, 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 it's okay. I'm waiting for, for God to save me. And he's on a desert island. Do you all know this? It's a joke, you know. And then, you know, and then another ship comes along and they go, don't worry, we got you. And he goes, no, 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 it's okay. I'm gonna be saved. And then the third one comes along and then he goes to heaven and he speaks to God and he says, what happened? And he goes, are you joking? I sent two cruise liners, another ship to save you. And, and, and the reason I'm saying that in the context of what we're talking about tonight is that we need to recognise the ways of God. We need to recognise the ways of God. Can you put up Matthew uh, 4, chapter 4, verse 4 for me, please? I've definitely quoted this Scripture a number of times in the last 12 months, but I make no apologies. But he answered, and this is when Jesus is obviously going through the time of temptation where Satan's leading him through, well, the Holy Spirit led him, but then uh, Satan is drawing him up into these different area, different things and he's going through different testings. And he says, is it not written, man should not live on bread alone, but on every, let's all say that, but on every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. That's the preceding word of God. It's actually the rhema word. The word word there is the word rhema. It's not the word logos. And it is the proceeding word of God out of his mouth. And I wanna say for this season that we're in, and this season that we're, we're stepping into right now. I don't know if you guys were here on Sunday afternoon, and, but what, where we're going at the moment, God is setting us up for victory. He is setting us up to win in this season. He really, really is. But what's so interesting in that is, I believe that He's saying, I'm setting you up to win, but more than anything, I want you to keep your ear to my heart. I want you to keep your ear inclined to the word that's proceeding from my mouth for your life. Because when you keep your ear or your heart inclined to the proceeding rhema word from my mouth, not only will you be sustained, everyone say sustained. Not only will you be strengthened, everyone say strengthened. But you will actually receive nutrients that actually come to feed into your inner man. Your inner man will be strengthened in spirit when you receive the now rhema word from his mouth and you will be able to accomplish great exploits with the Lord your God because you have been attentive to the now word from his mouth. And this is really, really important. So Hugh, I'm just gonna ask Hugh to come because he had a vision in, um, Worship that is very uh, poignant to what I'm talking about right now. I saw a poker game. None of you. I don't know. <laughs> Apparently, in a former life, I played that. A poker game, and they were sitting, and cards were being dealt out, and they had two cards. And I, I felt the Lord say, Some of you in the room feel like you've only got those cards to play. And then I felt the Lord say, but there's so much more, because you've forgotten that I'm the master dealer. And after the first two cards in a game of Texas Hold'em, the fact that I know it is scary, but there's a thing called the flop, which is three cards. Then there's something else, but the last card is the river. And the Lord said, 
that it takes up all of those five cards, but those last five, you don't know what you're getting until he deals them. And, uh, Very good. So the Lord's setting us up to win in this season, which is so, so exciting. So man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. We've said it before, but let me tell you this right now. I don't believe we're gonna get past this ever in our lives. It's not gonna be something like, I know, I've got it, it's all set. No, this is, man does not live on bread alone. How many people have ever fasted before? Yep. How many people have ever fasted beyond the point of being hungry? Yep, yep. And how many people were desperate for the Word of the Lord in that time? I got so hungry for the Word of God. I was like, oh, I just want you to speak now. And not that I didn't normally want Him to speak, but you just have this, this insatiable hunger for His now Word, His rhema Word. And you start to feel Him so close. And you're like waking up going, oh, where are you? Oh, I can just feel my lover so close, you know. And that is... <clears throat> excuse me, the place that I believe God wants us to live out, out of. He wants us to live out of a place of insatiable desperation and hunger for His voice. Insatiable desperation and hunger, literally. Not desperate as in, I'm begging you, Lord, please talk to me. That's not, you don't need to beg the Lord. The Lord wants to talk to you. You don't need to beg Him on your, please, please speak. How many people have ever been there before? No one, I, I, I mind. But, but you don't need to do that. But we do have to practice the art of inclining our heart or inclining our ear to look for the frequency of His voice. One time I couldn't hear the voice of the Lord clearly and the Lord spoke to me and He said, I want you to look for my voice in your circumstances. So I started to see the voice of the Lord in my circumstances. The Lord will speak in many, many different ways. And what we have to do as believers isn't just expect it in one way, excuse me, not just expect it in one way, but what the Lord wants us to do is recognise the frequency of His voice in our daily lives all the time. Oh, I recognise the fragrance of God there. I recognise the fragrance of His voice here. I recognise, oh, and then when we start to do that, we start to be able to partner with Him in, I believe, seeing a, a really strong, victorious uh, uh, acceleration and movement into more of the things that He's set up for us to step into in this next season. And it's really, really important. So uh, can you put up for me um, uh, 2 Samuel chapter 5, verse 17, please? So um, we're just going to read a number of, uh, just a couple of passages from 2 Samuel chapter 5. I absolutely love 2 Samuel chapter 5. But what we see here is we see David and we see strategy. Everyone say David, David. and say strategy. And that really is what 2 Samuel chapter 5 is all about. And so we're going to read down together. We're going to go from verse 17 and we're going to go down to verse 25, please, Eunice. And so it says this, let's read it together. When the Philistines heard that they had anointed David king over Israel, all the Phil Philistines went up to seek out David. And when David heard of it, he went down to the stronghold. <coughs> now the Philistines came out and spread themselves out in the... Valley of Rephaim. Keep going. Then David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go against the Philistines? Will you give them into my hand? And the Lord said to David, Go up, for I will certainly give the Philistines into your hand. So David came to Belparazim, 
and defeated them there. And he said, the Lord has broken through my enemies before me like the breakthrough of waters. Now, how many times have you ever been in a meeting and a really, uh, a, 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 an anointed man or woman of God have got up and said, breakthrough is in the atmosphere? No, never. Well, if you've ever come to this church, you will have heard me say it thousands of times. But let's practice it together. So, so breakthrough, breakthrough, yeah, it's just, breakthrough is in the atmosphere. And you can, there's, there's a power on that. And, um, but we hear that. And a lot of the time you hear from the body of Christ, you hear about breakthrough coming through. That's actually taken primarily out of 2 Samuel chapter 5, verse 20. That's literally where they get the phrase breakthrough from. And it literally means waters breaking out. Actually, in the original rendering, it means the plane of breaches in a good way. Breaches being an opening for the water to come flooding out. There are other versions that talk about the flood and talk about the breakthrough. God has broken through like a breakthrough of floodwaters. And so this is really important. So can you can imagine big pressure. How many people have ever had pressure, uh, not pressure in the natural, but you've had a water pressure system. How many people have ever, and you switch the tap on and you go, how many people have ever had that? How many people have ever had a water pressure system? You turn it on and nothing comes out and you're like, (laughs) Um, But this is interesting. So so, so it says that that David says, the Lord has broken through my enemies before me like the breakthrough of waters. So he's describing a breakthrough of waters like a rushing river that's literally found a breach and is now gushing into a place to flood flood, uh, a plain. So it's actually, it talks about floodplains. And so it says there, it says, therefore he named the place Belparasim. And Belparasim literally means the plain of the breaches or it means the, the master of breakthrough. I mean, there are so many different renderings. I like the King James renderings because I always find them a little bit more fitting. Okay, so let's keep going. Uh, so they, okay, let's go back to verse 20 again, just because I want to, so, so let's just do from therefore, let's all read it together. Therefore he named that place Belparasim, Verse 21, they abandoned their idols there, so David and his men carried them away. Now the Philistines came up once again and spread themselves out in the valley of Rephaim. When David inquired of the Lord, he said, you shall not go up directly, circle around behind them and come at them in front of the balsam trees. so, So it shall be, When you hear the sound of the marching in the tops of the balsam trees, then you shall act promptly, for then the Lord will have gone out before you to strike the army of the Philistines. And the last one, 25. Then David did so just as the Lord had commanded him, and he struck down the Philistines from Geba as far as Giza. Cool. Now, when we we went into um, verse 17, can you put verse 17 up again for me? Um, and so we've got, a very, we've got a very small portion of Scripture here where you see two instances of David inquiring from the Lord. And in both times, he gets a different response from the Lord. But as he partners with God in the rhema word from God's mouth about how he is going to get the victory, guess what happens? He experiences breakthrough. He experiences breakthrough. Sorry, I didn't need to... I don't need to do it, but I do. Uh, I just, I've got to get over it. All right, so it says, when the Philistines heard that they had anointed king, uh, sorry, go, go to verse 18, sorry. And it says now, uh, verse 19, sorry. I've jumped ahead. 
And so it says, David inquired of the Lord saying, shall I go against the Philistines? So he's actually asking God a question. And what he's actually doing is he's saying, shall I do this? Is this within your master plan for my world? Uh, are, am I gonna be, am I gonna defeat these guys or am I gonna be defeated? And then the Lord says, go up because I'm gonna get, give them into your hand. And so what David does is he actually accesses a realm of victory and a realm of power from heaven by partnering with the rhema word of God. And, and this is so crazy and it's so, so exciting. Everyone say, I'm so excited. You should be, do you know why? Because this is available to us now. This reality is what Jesus is talking about in Matthew chapter 4, verse 4, Luke chapter 4, verse 4, same thing. He's, this is what He is saying when He says, man should not live on bread alone, but on every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. I quoted this Scripture on, um, in the afternoon service on Sunday, but Jesus always leads you, leads us in triumphant procession in Christ. But I believe that that has a connected to it a but or an as long as, as long as people partner with His rhema word. Because I believe that God wants to lead us into victory, but He says that you need to come, you, I'm gonna lead you into victory in your world, but we're gonna do it my way, not your way. We're gonna do it according to my word because in His word is safety. In His word is protection. In His Word are angelic hosts that are literally sent to perform His Word. In His Word is miracle working power. In His, His Word, Bill Johnson says that the Word of God has the very power within it to fulfil it. And we just read it just now that His Word will not come back void. His Word will accomplish the very reason He sent it. So when He's leading you or leading us into battle and He releases His Word of victory along with the count of heaven in strategy for us as individuals or us as a company or us as an ecclesia. His intentionality is for that Word to accomplish the very thing that He sent it to do in and through our lives. How exciting is that? What a wonderful God we serve that wouldn't just set us up like this, but He says, I'm not just setting you up partly, I'm setting you up the whole way and I will complete all that concerns you. So this is the season that God is bringing us into now. And He's saying, are you ready for the victory? But it starts with the partnership. It starts with the inclining of the ear. It starts with leaning into heaven and saying, heaven, what are you saying? What is the Word of the Lord before I advance? And that is what David did. That's what all the men of God did. The men of God would not go to war until they heard the Word of the Lord. So much so, so that Saul wouldn't go to war. Then God wasn't speaking to him in dreams or through prophets. So he went to the witch of Endor and then conjured up a weird spirit. Why? Because the precedent was that they wouldn't go to war unless they had heard the Word of the Lord. Not that Saul got it then. But do you understand what I'm saying? That that was the prerequisite. It says, it, it says through the multitude of counsellors, there is victory. I believe that's pulling on wisdom from people around you and people that God has put around you. But in the midst of that, I really believe that God is saying, don't go, don't go to war without my counsel. Don't go to war without leaning into the strategy and counsel from my mouth. Don't go to war without it because when you go to war with it, you carry the master of breakthrough in your midst. You carry the Word itself is, as I just said, has the power to perform it. You carry an absolute yes in will I get the victory? 
when you carry the Word of the Lord, when you carry the counsel of heaven and when you have inclined or when we have inclined our hearts to hear how the Lord wants to lead us in and through the season that we're walking into. How exciting. I know I keep saying how exciting, but is it good? Is God in a good mood? Are you in a good mood? Knowing that you have the master of the universe behind you in all things and He is ready to empower you into the next thing. So, so exciting. Okay, cool. So, so can you put up for me um, Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27? And this is, again, it's in the, in the concept of breaker. Actually, no, 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 no. Put this one in first. Oh, no, let's do that one. Okay. No, no, no I'm just joking. No, let's do that. Sorry. Uh, Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27. Let's read this together. So it will be in that day that his burden will be removed from your shoulders and his yoke from your neck and the yoke will be broken because of fatness. Now, don't read into the fatness bit. The fatness is good. Everyone say fat is good in the Bible. Okay, cool. Okay. So it will be in that day the burden will be removed from your shoulders and his yoke from your neck and the yoke will be broken. There is something about, this is the same concept as the breaker. But let me tell you this again, the breaker comes from the Word of God. It comes again from the counsel of heaven. When there is a burden, when there is something illegitimate that's resting on your shoulders, something illegitimate that's resting on someone else's shoulders, when someone has been imprisoned, when someone has been restricted because of what they carry, the Lord says, my Word comes with a breaker to break the yoke. My Word comes, my anointing comes with a breaker that sets the captives free. My Word comes with the anointing. I love the anointing. I've been talking about the anointing. I've been talking about to, uh, uh, with the team, to Rachel. And just God's been talking to me about the anointing and He keeps on reminding me it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. It's just so, so powerful. Anyway, so, so, so with the Word of the Lord, then God breaks restrictions off us. And let me tell you this right now, there are people in the body of Christ, maybe no one here or maybe even no one watching, that have been in a place of paralysis. They've been scared to move forward because they don't know if God is with them. They don't know if they're gonna be victorious. They don't know if they're gonna get sick again. They don't know if they're actually gonna see the victory. They feel a prompting from the Lord. I feel like I'm supposed to move into this, but I'm not convinced. Maybe hope deferred has make the heart grow sick, but they've been brought into a place of paralysis. But the Lord says that, so it will be in this day, it says this, the burden will be removed from the shoulders and the yoke from the neck and the yoke will be broken. And let me tell you this, it gets broken by the Word and the counsel of the Lord. The, the paralysis goes, the fear goes, the freedom comes as the Word of the Lord is heeded to. And let me tell you this right now, when we lean into the Word of God, no matter what our situation has been, what, no matter what our circumstances have been that have prevented us from moving forward, as we lean in again for that rhema word, from that preceding word from His mouth, we get so much more than just a voice speaking to us. We get so much more. We get the empowerment from heaven to set us free and set us back on the right track again, filling us with boldness and confidence, knowing that God hasn't just set us free, but that He will accomplish what He's spoken over us as He sets us on that new season or in that new journey. This is so, so important. I really wanna catch this because this is a time of mobility. This Word is all about the body moving. This is all about the body moving forward. And I'm so excited that God is saying, that He's giving us the keys. And I know we've been talking about this for ages, but the keys are so simple. They're just in the Bible. They're inquire of the Lord, incline your heart to the Lord. 
have a Shema heart before Him, hearing and obeying, listening to the Word that's coming from His mouth and say, God, how do I do this? And He says, we do this together, but we do it my way, not your way, because my way guarantees victory. So, so exciting, cool. Right, so let's, let's put up um, Jeremiah 23, verse 29. And I love this Scripture. It's one of my favourite Scriptures in the world. It really is. And I just love it so much. <laughs> Woo! Just love it. Don't you just love it already? Is, my, is not my word like fire, declares the Lord, and like a hammer which shatters a rock? Let me, <laughs> I would just, I could, you know, you could preach on this for ages. Um, but I won't. But what I will say is this, that the word of the Lord it says that His Word is like a hammer that breaks the rock into pieces. And how many of you know, how many of you have ever been in a situation where something looks like it's so set that how on earth would you ever get through? It reminds me of the master of breakthrough. How on earth would we ever get through this? Who's ever felt that before? I, we pray for a lot of people with a, a terminal illness and I so feel when we pray for them sometimes, we're coming up against that kind of heavy, set, concrete, reality. That's what it feels like. But let me tell you this, there is no reality that is above the Word of the Lord. There is no situation that's above the Word of the Lord. There is no yoke of sickness or heaviness or there's no reality of paralysis that's above the Word of the Lord. It says here that the Word of the Lord is like a fire, declares the Lord, like a hammer that shatters a rock or breaks the rock into pieces in other versions. The, the Word of the Lord breaks the rock into pieces. When we feel like we have come up against an impossible situation, when the promise that is given you looks so far beyond anything where you are right now, where you literally look at your future and you go, oh my goodness, the future looks like it's set in concrete and there, I do not have a hope in heaven of getting through there. And the Lord says, no, 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 no. Have you not read Jeremiah 23, 29? Have you not read that my Word is like a hammer that breaks the rock into pieces? And I'm telling you right now, as His beloved inheritance, you are His beloved inheritance, His sons and daughters or His sons in God. As His sons and daughters, it's our privilege it's our privilege to be able to hear and administrate the Word of the Lord. And when we hit a concrete barrier, as it were, when we hit something in our world, it's like, I'm never gonna see this. The Lord says, do you not remember that my name is Master of Breakthrough? Do you not remember that my Word is like a hammer that breaks the rock into pieces? Do you not remember that there is nothing too great for me. I love in the book of Genesis where, 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 where Sarah starts laughing because God says, your wife is gonna be with child in a year. And, and, she, you know, and she's laughing and she's like, and, and he says, why are you laughing? And she's like, I'm not laughing. It's like, yeah, right. You're speaking to God right now. But, but what, does, what, does he say, what does he say? He says, is anything too hard for the Lord? And I feel like this is similar to this. Is, is anything too hard for the Lord? My word is like a hammer. Is anything too hard for the Lord? Let me tell you this right now. There is not a situation in your life. There is not a place where God is leading you into. This is a word for someone tonight. There is not a place where the Lord is leading you into that is too hard for the Lord. There is nothing is impossible for God. And I don't wanna say, well, we've gotta live in a place where we're believing for the impossible. Well, I can tell you this right now, as a team, we believe for the impossible on a regular basis. I'm constantly living on the edge of impossible. I'm like, you don't come through here, I'm a goner. You don't come through here, we're not gonna get it. And we live in that place where we are stretched between what's plausible and what's impossible. And most of the time, we err on the side of impossible. Is that true? It's, it's just where we are. And that's the place of faith. 
That's the place where we start to see God break through like the waters break through onto the plains. That's literally the place when we're pr- pr- literally stretched out. How many people feel stretched? I sp- spoke a word uh, six months ago to a year ago on the stretch. How many people feel stretched in this season? Well, that's the place where the impossible becomes possible. That's the place where God literally starts to administrate the reality of who He is. Uh, um, I remember uh, many years ago, Randy Clark um, said, if you do the ridiculous, the Lord will do the miraculous. And, and let me tell you this right now, sometimes when you are in the most ridiculous situation, we see the Lord do the most miraculous thing. But I believe that what He's saying in this season is saying, not just, don't just wait for me to do a miracle. Incline your ear to the rhema word from my mouth. Incline your ear to the counsel of heaven in order that you can partner with me in this season and you can access the breaker from heaven, the breakthrough from heaven in order that you would see the victory in everything you put your hand to. That's what I believe the Word of the Lord is for tonight and for what we're moving into. Now, I don't know, is everyone okay? Everyone's very quiet, but it's okay. Um, I'm just gonna read one more scripture and then I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna uh, pray. It says in, okay, wow, that's gonna be a, a journey. Okay, all right. So in, in, the book, in, the book, in the book of Acts chapter one, and let's go from um, verse... Okay, let's just go from that verse, whatever that one is, six. Let's go from verse six, sorry. Belinda always says to me, I know she's watching now, she always says, please take your glasses with you. Okay, so let's read this together. So when they had come together, together, they were asking him, saying, Lord, is it at this time you will restore the kingdom to Israel? Do you to know the times or the epochs, which is the season, which the Father has fixed by his own authority? but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be my witnesses both in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and even to the remotest parts of the earth. And just leave it there. What I love about this, it says that you will be clothed with power. You see, again, this is a heavenly reality that gets a heavenly job done. And I feel like what the Lord is saying in this season is when you tarry, when you wait for me, when you incline your ear ear to me, you will actually be clothed with power. You will actually be endued with power from on high to go and get done what needs to be done. I really believe that God is saying that when you incline your ear to me in this season and you tarry for me, you wait for me, it actually says in the book of Psalms, chapter four, verse four, it says, meditate on your bed in your heart. And so I believe that as we do that, as we we get the Word of the Lord as we tease it, as we meditate on it, as we incline our ear to it, I believe that God is going to anoint us for purpose. I believe He's going to anoint us for purpose. I believe that we are going to be clothed with power, clothed with the anointing to get the job done that needs to get done. And let me tell you this right now, we cannot get the job done without the anointing. We cannot get the job done without the anointing. There has not been enough, I believe, spoken about the anointing even in this, in this last season because Jesus was the one He was the anointed one. He is the anointed one. And Christ in us allows us to become the anointed ones on the earth. So I believe that the Lord is saying, as we meditate in our heart on our bed, as we allow the Word of God, to, as we tease the Word of God out, we are gonna be clothed with power from on high. We're gonna literally feel the power of heaven, the anointing of heaven. And you know what starts to happen when we get anointed? What starts to happen? What did Jesus say? The Lord, the Spirit of the Lord has anointed me to do what? To preach good news. Everyone should know this, to the poor. To what else? To? Shout it out. 
Freedom to the captives. Okay, all right. Okay, that's fine. Let's just let's just put it up. Let's. No, it's, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, so so so. To preach good news to the poor, but it says to set up. Live, oh, okay, cool. Let's just do it. Said, let's read it together. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the afflicted. This is for today. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. Keep going. Verse two, to proclaim liberty to the captives and freedom to prisoners to proclaim the favourable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance to our God, to comfort all who mourn and to grant those who mourn in Zion, granting, sorry, giving them a garment, garland of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the mantle of praise instead of the spirit of fainting. And I just wanna leave it there just for a second. In the Amplified Bible, it says to set those free, it says the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, to set those free who are in spiritual and physical prison in spiritual and physical prison. Let me tell you this right now. It says the anointing is upon Jesus. The anointing is upon us to set people free who are in spiritual and physical prison. And I believe that the Lord is saying is you aren't just going out in your own power, but you are going out in the power of the Holy Spirit. You are going out in the anointing of the Holy Spirit. You are going out with everything that we need. We are going out to take this new territory, take this new ground. But as we do, we are going to be setting the captives free as we move. We're gonna be setting the captives free as we move. We're gonna be preaching the good news as we move. We're gonna be calling in the prodigals as we move. And we are gonna see the greatest move of salvation, healing, power and territory taking, I believe that we've ever seen on the earth as we step into this, I believe, this last era, this end time era of the final great awakening. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. So, so good. Can we, um, can you put the pads on please? Guys, just grab your communion and I'm gonna, I, I will pray in a second. You can feel the presence of the Lord, can't you? It's so powerful. <laughs> so good, okay. Spirit, we acknowledge that you are the one that leads us, that you are the one that has been given the paracletos, the one who comes alongside, the advocate. And we thank you that as we incline our ear to your prompting and your leading, that you are leading us in triumphant procession. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are our best friend. And we thank you that you will always lead us into prospering. You will always lead us into hope. That you will always lead us into the greatest or into the best path and pattern for our life. So we invite you even now, Holy Spirit, even tonight to make any adjustments to our way that need to be made. Any alignments to our thinking that need to be aligned in order that we would tap into whew, there you go, the 
ways of God. In Jesus' name. was singing about um, the return of the prodigals and hearing the, um, the song of the father and calling the prodigals home, I actually saw that it was part, it, it was an interesting, it was interesting to see, but that some, some people had portions of their hearts that were prodigals in so much as there were, there's, a, there's a part um, of themselves that carries such shame that they can't bring that part of themselves into the heart of the Father. And so they leave that part of their heart out, sort of eating with, eating with the pigs and that the, the, the Father could never love that um, and that the Father could never accept that back. And there's almost, I almost felt a longing um, for some to be a prodigal because then they could at least bring, them, bring their whole broken self back to Him. Um, but the Lord is actually inviting you to bring the broken part um, of your heart, the, the, the part of you that, that carries shame and, and that you have felt that the Father won't accept. Uh, the part of you that you've felt needs to be out and deserves to be out eating with the pigs. He's inviting you to bring that back in and to bring that part of you, whatever that part of you back in, because He desires that part of you as it is. And He will run to you with open heart, uh, sorry, open arms and open heart to embrace you in your entirety and welcome you back wholly into His heart. And so I just actually want to minister into that place. Yeah. So I just wanted to, if, if, if that's any part of you, would you just bring that into your focus? No matter how you feel about that, He loves you wholly. And if shame is keeping a part of you out, a part that you've decided isn't worthy of love, bring that before you. Bring that before the Lord. Bring that into focus. And just see what He will do with that. See that He is running toward that part of you, welcoming you back. See that He desires the entirety of you, even the portions of you that carry any shame or any, that, that guilt that is almost like a slime over it. Let Him wash that clean. Let Him embrace you wholly and put back on your ring, at your finger, the ring of royalty the ring of authority. Let Him bring that part of you into a place that can actually then become the mature son as He comes back into the fold of sonship. And Holy Spirit, I just speak right now that every person here who has any part of them that they continue to reject because it's just too hard to look at. 
that Lord, You would bring that back into the place of Your heart and start to minister to that so that it can be healed and that it can be whole and that it can be brought back into the fullness. Lord, that there's no part of us that You can't look upon because of Your Son. There's no part of us that You reject But Lord, every part you will embrace and bring back into fullness. You will repair the breaches. You will restore the heart. And I just, Lord, I just ask for an encounter over that part of the heart of your absolute embrace, your absolute desire that each and every one would bring their full heart back into your presence. the fullness of people's heart engaging with the ways of God. I'll just 
just wait for a couple of minutes. Just stand to your feet if you would like to receive prayer for that. We're going to pray for that and then we'll land the meeting. It's very much a heart focus tonight. Very much a heart focus. So good. Okay, you can just repeat after me. I'll, I'll lead you in a prayer. Just say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I choose from tonight to wholeheartedly follow after your ways with all of my heart. I choose, Holy Spirit, to incline the fullness of my being into your leading. And I ask you, We're just going to kind of just let people kind of meander in the spirit. Just enjoy the presence of the Lord. If you feel like the Lord is moving on you from the message, from the prodigals, declaration, from what Rachel just ministered, just stay, just for a few minutes, just stay in that place. We've had a relative, relatively early mark tonight. So just take a couple of minutes to allow the Holy Spirit to complete the work that He started in you tonight. And I really believe that from tonight and from tomorrow, people are actually going to feel a lot clearer as they lean in to the rhema word from God that leads them to victory in this season. So good. Bless you guys. We look forward to seeing you on Sunday.